News, talk, sports. Now, the experts on AM980. And good afternoon. This is Brian Utall. Advanced Basement Systems is your London and area source for wet basement repair, foundation repair, with effective common sense solutions. Solutions from patented products that only Advanced Basement Systems offers in our community. The Advanced Basement team of certified technicians have the expertise and the experience you need to get the job done quickly, effectively, and permanently. What can be done with the rising humidity in homes, especially at this time of the year? We'll talk about it. What is the stack effect? And later we're going to talk about those evil cracks in the foundation. They're often ignored, but shouldn't be. And what can be done to put a firmer foundation under your home with work that has a lifetime warranty and regarded as the most superior in the business. Here's Ben Bates, who has the Advanced Basement Systems Solutions. Welcome back. Afternoon. Thank you for having me. Two weeks ago on our show, when we took it on the road at the Lifestyle Home Show, we were looking for some new talent, and you've been busy hiring. We've been hiring a lot of people, actually. we got to slow down. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we actually uh, are ready to bring on two new inspectors, uh, one in the uh, Chatham-Kent region and then one in the Windsor region. Uh, region. It's actually going to be our first ever... Uh, a uh, uh, female inspector. We've never had uh, mm-hmm. a lady do the job of inspecting uh, and quoting work, so that's exciting, and she's uh, on board and ready to go, so that's in the works. And we've actually finally uh, found the right person f- to fill the uh, marketing job, so anybody who listens to this show regularly knows I've been acting as the marketing uh, director for uh, many years now, and so we have brought a marketing coordinator on to come work with me, and uh, that's really exciting. And uh, she's actually right here in London. Mm-hmm. So, Tell us about Felicia and uh, some of the things that she's going to bring to Advanced Basement Systems. Certainly drive and uh, tenacity. She's definitely the right one to get out there and uh, spread the good word about everything we do. We obviously have Rick uh, Ablenas here, who uh, is our commercial account representative, and um, he's doing a great job here. But we definitely need to be working closer with uh, home inspectors, real estate agents, uh, energy auditors, people who are directly related with the uh, clientele out there. That's part of the residential marketplace for us. Mm-hmm. And I think Felicia is going to be doing a great job at that. She brings a schooling, a degree background with her, and uh, also been trained in the military too. So she definitely comes with uh, a sense of discipline and uh, accountability. You mentioned your first female inspector. It's really not about gender. It's about ability. No, absolutely not. And, um, you know, uh, it's it's sort of funny when you look at society um, for what it is and what it has been over the years and uh, how some things just, you know, even though we say they've changed, they really don't. I mean, we just, as a construction company, really don't attract a lot of female talent, which is a shame. But, you know, it's funny when you look at the company and you break it down, some of our most uh, advanced uh, technically knowledgeable people are, are in fact, ladies. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's get right into it. Let's talk uh, seasonal. The one thing that we like about our show and being on the air as often as we are twice a month is that we can be very timely in our conversations, Ben. And one is humidity, the rising humidity that we see, especially at this time of the year. Yeah. Humidity is a huge problem. And, uh, you know, anybody who goes into their home and has that musty smell, a better example would be perhaps you go into a museum or you know, the cottage on the Lake Huron there or Lake Erie that you may have, and it has that that smell, and it's it's a it's a, a damp, deep smell, and, you, <laughs> and well, it's, it's mold. And uh, mold is a cause, um, well, three reasons mold grows, and the, the one that we can control and can uh, prevent is the moisture content. So, you know, you said this time of year humidity gets worse, and that's true because Right now, the air is getting warmer, and uh, well, the last couple of days have been pretty cold, unfortunately, but as the air gets warmer, it can hold more water. So essentially what we have um, is outside air is bigger, 
it can hold more water. And then you talked about the stack effect, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But as that air pulls into the house, and it's usually at the bottom first, so into the basement or crawl space, those areas, you know, you think in the middle of the summer, right, on a hot July night, where do you want to sleep? In the basement, right? Because it's nice and cool. So basements are cool. So when that hot, humid air comes in, it contracts. And for every degree that you cool the air, you raise the relative humidity 2.2%. So if you think about a water bottle in your hand that's perhaps 75% full and you squeeze that water bottle, ultimately water is going to come out the top. And that's how condensation occurs. Mm. And that's why humidity uh, is an issue because you need mold spores, which are everywhere. Organic material, which is wood or drywall, which is everywhere in a home, um, especially in a basement with all the floor joists. And then the third thing you need, as I said, is a, a moisture content, which would be uh, humidity over 60%. And that is a, uh, the, uh, that those are the three things that will cause mold to grow. So we can control the humidity. So in addition to the aroma that isn't so great, what are some of the other signs that we have a mold problem? And some of them we can't even see. Yeah, hey, I mean, for crawl spaces, right? Some people don't even go down into their crawl spaces. I'm a crawl space guy, and I don't even go down to my crawl space because my accesses are exterior. And it's a—it's uh, just, you know, I don't use it for storage because I don't want to. I don't need to. And it's just one of those things I don't, I don't know. So that's a really good question. So some ways to tell if you are having a mold or a mildew problem outside of the aroma is the floors. First thing you feel when you get out of bed in the morning. If your floors, I've heard our inspectors say I could almost trampoline across their floor. So if you have a bounce in your floor, if they feel soft, if there's, I mean, my, before I treated my crawl space when I moved into it, Brian, my clothes were literally, they felt literally damp. And I think they were. The humidity was so bad. So, you know, the feel some items, right? I mean, you'll know too. Um, uh, this is a funny thing that actually too can happen is uh pictures that are are framed professionally can come detached mm. and they'll fall in the frame you know they're all sealed up and and that is because of high humidity can that happened in, in my house can also get into your linens <laughs> absolutely that'll smell but the big signs are in the floor um you know a separation in between the floor and perhaps the quarter round or the baseboard um and then you know uh, doors perhaps not closing or opening as they were before that's all signs that the house could be settling in the middle where the load-bearing beam is and uh, for a variety of reasons, humidity and outside of humidity, that those are some signs that there's issues. So I'll go out to the big box store and buy a dehumidifier and my problem will be solved. Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. And that's one of the first things people think to do when they have a crawl space. And, you know, obviously that's a lot different than a basement. But when you look at a crawl space, if you put a dehumidifier down there, you have to think about what you're trying to do. Well, I'm trying to dehumidify the air, right. So where does that air come from? Well, the ground and, you know, probably through the vents that are likely in your foundation wall in the crawl space. So it's a never-ending stream, never-ending stream of moisture and vapor, right, that's coming into this space. So the dehumidifier, not only are these dehumidifiers underpowered to begin with for a basement, but a crawl space, they're literally never going to shut off. They're just going to run and run and run. So the source has to be treated. So what we do with crawl spaces is that we seal off all outside air. And that can be done with something like spray foam insulation, which is pretty popular. And then at the same time as well, we want to seal off the earth, isolate the earth from the home. So basically what we've created is a dry, uh, usable space down there. And then from there, we can do it, what we call conditioning the air in, in, in such case with an air machine or a, uh, a very good dehumidifier. And that will take care of the problem. Um, as far as the basement goes, yeah, a lot of people will say that. They'll see our dehumidifier, which is rated at 110 pints 
per day. You know, it'll take that much water out of the day, out of the air per day. And they'll say, well, I'll just go buy two 40-pint units mm-hmm. and I'll have 80 pints a day. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Um, first and foremost, the cost of running those units is about 15 to 11 cents per pint of water it takes out of the air a day. The Sani Dry is running at about 3 to 4 cents per pint of water it takes out of the air in a day. So obviously that much lower running costs. The second thing is dehumidifiers are tested in a chamber that has uh, 65 rel- uh, 65% relative humidity and 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, hot air, like I said, is much bigger, right? So it's way easier to dehumidify hot air than it is cool air. So the Sandy Dry is designed to work in a cooler environment because like I said, as we all know, basements are much cooler than 80 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have these units... It's called the performance curve, as with a car or anything. The performance curve is very, you know, it's not good on the, uh, on the store-bought units, whereas the Sandy Dry is, is, is tested in the same chamber because that's the standard, but it's designed to work in a cooler environment, so it's much more efficient. So it may be a little bit more cash outlay, but look at how efficient it is in terms of uh, what it's going to do for the air. Yeah. Secondly, it's also a very productive little gadget because you can have it operational even while you're away. Absolutely. And, you know, some questions that people ask us are because it's digitally set what to what humidity you want. Most people want it around 52%. They say, hey, you know, Ben, if my power goes out and I'm gone for, you know, we have a customer in Sarnia and they're gone for literally like six months. I got to stop saying literally. That's my pet peeve today. <laughs> <laughs> they're gone for like six months of the year. They work in uh, the Middle East. And they said if the power goes out, is it just going to reset itself and not turn on? And no, it's actually uh, 365 days. This machine will keep its memory um, if there's no power running to it. Um, is it also not going to complement your air conditioning system as we get into the warmer months as well? It will. Your air conditioner doesn't have to work as hard because we're dehumidifying a lot of the air. And that's a whole HVAC thing. And I'm not an HVAC professional, but it, it have, we have compliments from some of our HVAC friends that say, geez, this thing, this thing helps uh, a lot in the home. But we actually underestimated the sand dry. We were figuring, you know, for a reg, you know, let's say a 2,000 2, square foot basement or 1,500 square foot basement, you would need roughly four to five uh, store-bought dehumidifiers. To compare to the Sandy Dry, which obviously is a no-brainer. It doesn't make sense. That, Brian, is like, instead of having central air, going out and putting a window unit in every single room in the house. It doesn't make sense. But like I said, we actually underestimated it, and it's between 8 and 10 Hmm. standard 40-pint dehumidifiers it takes to do what a Sandy Dry can do. Um, so these 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 units are incre- that's why we call them basement miracle machines. They just do such a great job in the home, and uh, we've we've never had anybody say, "Hey, this isn't do what you said it does. Come take it back." They're just they just work well. And it attracted a lot of attention two weeks ago at the Home and Garden Show too. And I'm I'm certain that a lot of people did the follow up and called into Advanced Basement Systems just to get, if nothing else, more information about the Santa Dry system. We're going to talk about the stack effect. We're going to talk about those crawl spaces, and we're also going to get into the cracks those um, inevitable cracks that happen, and how can advanced basement systems help you in a very permanent way? It's all things basementy. You can call them for a free foundation and inspection estimate, and the number is toll-free 1-888-488-0074. That's 1-888-488-0074, and you'll find them online at forestcitybasement.com. News, talk, sports. 
Now, back to the experts on AM980. It's all things basement We're live up until 3 o'clock. If you have a question for Ben from Advanced Basement Systems, you're welcome to give us a call on the Personal Service Coffee, home of the mix and match wall of coffee. Here's that number, 643-2222. That's 519-643-2222. Ben Bates is here and Advanced Basement Systems on for the hour. We're talking about humidity and especially at this time of the year. What is the stack effect? Well, I'm no building scientist, but from what my education has told me, essentially in layman's terms, the stack effect is the um, active air uh, moving throughout the house. So essentially uh, houses will pull from the bottom, so the basement of the crawl space, so that's where most of the air will enter the home. From that point, the air goes up and up to your main floor, up to the second floor, through the attic, and then out the roof. So houses breathe from the bottom up and, uh, you know, when you look at crawl spaces, they have these vents in them, right? And, uh, you know, anybody who listens to us or has had work done by us knows that um, the problems that can cause um, coinciding with a dirt floor. So when that air comes in, let's say through a vent, hot, humid air, right, it's getting pulled up through the house. And it's not like a vacuum per se. It's not anything dramatic. But but the, the, the figures are... Up to 50% of the air you breathe on the main level is from the lower level. So people say, geez, you know, I don't care about my crawl space. I won't go down there. So what's to worry about? Well, go into your crawl space, smell that air, and then go back upstairs and figure, okay, roughly half of this is concentrated from. So, yeah, it's a problem. Um, And the stack effect, yes, essentially just... uh, Mm -hmm. The, the active area, you can see diagrams on it. If you uh, if you Google stack effect and the images, you'll see very clearly laid out. So all you need to do is turn your nose on to the crawl space and take a good whiff, and you know there's a problem down there. But there could be leakage or seepage that can get back up into the regular part of mm. the home, and that can also cause some great, significant, severe health concerns. Yeah, it's unbelievable um, what we find in crawl spaces. Because like I said, people don't go down there. So when we encapsulate a crawl space, right, which is something that Basement Systems pioneered in 1999, crawl spaces weren't a business. It didn't exist. You know, this is something that we've started. Um, so when you when you totally seal off all the earth and you spray foam the walls, right, so essentially the liner that we put down in the crawl space is, it's like a pool liner, but thicker and stronger. It's designed and engineered just for crawl spaces. So if you were to have a plumbing leak, say, you'd slowly begin to contain this water and it would build up and up and up and we call it swimming pool right it's what could happen so when people say you know perhaps oh geez i don't need a uh, a sump pump in my crawl space you know i've got no water down there well we know as a responsible waterproofing and crawl space repair company that the sump pump isn't always because of you know groundwater seepage it's it's from things like plumbing seepage right or plumbing leaks i mean my my condensate line from my furnace when my ac runs clogged backed up and went out into my crawl space before I had a sump pump. And my only way I found out was I had my ducts clean, and the duct cleaner contractor said, hey, you got a huge pool of water down here. And uh, and it's not going anywhere. No, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not really going to evaporate much. So I uh, have a sump pump now down there, so <laughs> problem solved. And I learned it the hard way too, as many other people do. But, um, yeah, there's all sorts of things that can go down there. Um, you know, stacks uh, that go to the sewage or the septic tank have literally come apart and stayed apart for months at a time. And that's your dishwasher, showers, toilets, everything. That's wastewater, mm-hmm. gray and black. It goes right through that. And we've seen multiple houses. Actually, a uh, person that I was just talking to um, about a job 
just looked at buying a house with a crawl space, and that's been going on for months. And you bet she didn't buy it because, I mean, who would, right? So you 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 never know what's going on down there, and it can be serious to not only the value of the home but your health as well. So it is uh, it is important that we be proactive and go into those crawl spaces. So the houses in London, Ontario are numerous in terms of crawl spaces. Would you suggest that the majority of jobs that you may inherit over the next number of years among London homes will be a full encapsulation? Yep. Our crawl space business has gone up and up and up and up and up. Um, anybody who's seen the TV commercial of me and Martin, um, we're on our knee in the crawl space on the green screen. It's And it shows you, you know, what it's like in, in these spaces, and it's awful. I mean, when I bought my house, um, you know, I thought, how can anybody live in this? It stinks. It stinks. And it's something that, you know, I got used to over the first couple of months as I lived there, and then people just do over the years, right? But it is a problem. It's Personally, I'd consider an epidemic, and I know a lot of building scientists do as well. Crawl spaces um, are only built to save money. There's less foundation material being used, and there's no concrete floor getting put down. So they're a problem. Um, They're a problem on so many different levels, from your feet are cold in the wintertime to you've got to replace all your floor joists and and load-bearing beam because they've rotted out. Mm -hmm. So it's a... And, I mean, it's a system, right? We call it advanced basement systems, but your home is a system, too. And Mm -hmm. we are getting more and more hardwoods. And from my experience on the home shows and the Lifestyle Home Show a couple of months back, more and more are opting for natural hardwoods. And I'm thinking it all looks beautiful, and it it, it can only complement and enhance the value of your home. But if you don't talk to Ben and the team at Advanced Basement Systems, all of that could become problematic if you don't have the right air, the humidity-controlled the Santa Dry system in place, and a foundation that's going to hold things up. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I know there's some hardwoods uh, that don't give you a warranty if you have a dirt floor crawl space. And that's it. That's the end of the question, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny how some industries are directly related to, you know, crawl spaces. I mean, um, you know, when kitchens get done, right, and they come in and you got your kitchen – uh, you know, counters and cabinets and everything. You start from fresh and they've got to build it to fit the floor because the floor has wonks in it. You know, it's up and down. It's like, that's not right. Houses aren't supposed to be built like that. You know, having a house that's built in the 1800s is one thing. Uh, that It is what it is. Right. The timber was the timber and that's okay. But, you know, these houses that are 20, 13, 30, 15, 20 yeah, years old, this is unacceptable. I mean, we see more houses that are in within uh, two decades of age and they have problems like they've been around for 60 years. And it's like, what's going on here with some of these homes that are getting built? You know, why are we electing to put homes on, on old swampland? They're going to sink. And who's going to pay for it? This is going to be the homeowner, right? And I can tell you because we do that kind of work, it's not cheap. So it's, um, yeah, the home is a system. And, and from top to bottom, you really got to make sure that you're taking care of it. And remember, as hard as it is, I know aesthetics isn't always the first thing that needs to be done. I, uh, you got to make sure the good stuff's getting taken care of. That If you have a roof, it's in, uh, it's in good shape. Your, your eaves trough and your downspouts are working uh, in good order. And if you have a basement, you know, a sump pump perhaps. I mean, you know, Brian, we just went to look at a house that was for sale. And it, was, it had two sump pumps in adjacent corners. Both of them were about three inches from the top. And I shook the discharge line, of course, why wouldn't I? And they kicked on. And it's like, your house is for sale. 
you know, what if what if it was raining and, and you flooded while I was viewing your home? Then what? So we really got to take care of it from top to bottom, especially if you're going to sell your home. Make sure it's in uh, good shape. I like the way you worded that. Get the good stuff taken care of. Get the good stuff taken care of with Advanced Basement Systems team of professionals. It's all thing basementy and nasty crawl spaces, too. Coming up next, I'm going to talk to Ben about a condominium that I saw over the past week. Beautiful showing, but... There is quite a significant crack in the foundation, in the basement that's unfinished. We'll talk about that. What may have caused that? What could advanced basement systems do for the homeowner? And how can we get it right? That's coming up next on AM 980's Experts. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. Presented by Advanced Basement Systems. It's all things basementy. You can follow them on Facebook, too, at forward slash basementy. Here's that number, one 888 for a free foundation and inspection estimate. Advanced Basement Systems, the 2011 Business of Excellence Award for Chatham-Kent. 2012 Reader's Choice Best Waterproofer in London, 2012 Large Company of the Year Finalist in Windsor-Essex, 2013 Reader's Choice Best Waterproofer in London, and 2013 Entrepreneur of the Year for Chatham-Kent. And the accolades just keep on coming, but it's earned because they put that kind of spirit into their family-owned business day in and day out. Ben Bates is uh, here, and I had an experience about a week ago, checked out a condominium, showed very, very well, priced right, went down into the basement and happened to take notice in the unfinished area that there was quite a severe crack that then split in a second way right in the floor. In the floor. In the foundation. Mm. Should I be concerned as a potential buyer? Well, I always say to people, you know, they uh, when they bring up cracks in the floor and I say, you know, if you could take a dime and push it into that crack, we've got a problem. Um if not, it's typically superficial, and concrete guys can promise you one thing. It'll dry, and it'll crack at some point, right, in its life. So uh, that, that – but the answer, really, outside of uh, poor workmanship, uh, the reason concrete cracks is uh, tied to, of course, a service that we offer, which is lifting concrete. So beneath that floor, likely, somewhere, is a void between the bottom of the concrete and the top of the soil. Somewhere. And it's just just enough for that little tiny crack. And you're saying it doesn't take much? No, I mean, most concrete floors have cracks in them. I'd say nine out of ten houses. So it's not something you need to worry about. Now, if in a hard, hard rainstorm there was water wicking up through those cracks, that's a problem too because what that is indicating is that there is no stone for drainage underneath the floor and that the floor itself is probably quite thin. And that's a huge nightmare for a lot of people because it just keeps coming. And honestly, Brian, sometimes it, it's uh, there's there's no other way to do it than replacing the whole floor if you want to keep it dry. But um, yeah, it's it's not something typically to worry about. I would say. But if I am, mm-hmm. what would you do for me? If it was something that you were properly concerned about, and you're like, I don't even want to know it's even there, and I don't want to replace the concrete floor, I would say, okay, well, we have a product called Thermal Dry matting and what that is is a subfloor specifically designed for basements and it goes down in a 12 by 12 uh, click and lock formation and anybody who wants to look at that you can uh, search on the internet uh, thermal dry matting and uh, essentially it is a floating floor Um, it's designed just for basements and it's completely inorganic so it'll never grow mold or rot and while we're talking about concrete floors and, and that when a lot of people go to finish their basement they'll say well it's dry Let's finish it. No problem. So when you put your hand up to the wall, you know, seems dry. The floor seems dry with the same 
Um, but what happens when you cover it? Well, in simple terms, the evaporation rate of the moisture that is is constantly coming through that wall at a steady pace um, is the evaporation rate is faster than the moisture transfer rate. So the water is going away faster than what is coming through the wall. Now, when you cover the wall or when you cover the floor with something, you're going to slow the evaporation rate and the moisture transfer rate is going to stay the same. Makes sense, right? And now you have a finished basement and you're wondering why is the building material damp? Because it wasn't when I finished it, and now it is. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. You know, you're slowing the evaporation rate um, because you're closing it off. You're sealing it up. So the floor that you choose for your basement has to be inorganic. It cannot have wood in it. That stuff that's out there, and everybody knows what I'm talking about, with the wood in it is a terrible, terrible idea. And we take up more of that stuff in a month than what you'd want to know. Mm-hmm. It's really, really People are being convinced right. and yeah. they see the pretty pictures and uh, how yeah. that they can beautify the basement by putting those products in there, but you're saying it's problematic. Yeah. What I don't understand is the concept of behind that product in particular is correct, but the fact that they're using wood as one of the components is, is bizarre. Why not use plastic? It doesn't make sense to me. So thermal dry flooring um, or the subflooring, the matting, uh, is all inorganic. It's meant for basements. You know Whether or not it's leaking, you could have a plumbing leak washing machine hose could burst or maybe the hot water tank let's go that's a lot of water um so when we when we do basements you know like i said we're a responsible waterproofer um and we know that water can come in through a number of different sources so we want to make sure that you're covered when you when you uh, invest money into finishing that space your website has some great advice for swelling soils that can often cause damage to upper floors of a home by cracking the drywall making the floors uneven and things to look for we'll talk about that uh, coming up next you can check out the website too at forestcitybasement.com and here's that number to call for all things basementy there's no obligation and you look at the benefits of uh, getting in touch with advanced basement systems and find out the condition of your home some issues that may be apparent some may be obvious but maybe more not so you can call for a free foundation and inspection estimate at 1-888-488-0074 that's direct in to advanced basement systems news talk sports now, back to the experts on AM980. With Brian Atoll and Advanced Basement Systems, Ben Bates is uh, here. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, foundation wall cracks and what causes it. And if you take a look at when the house was built, think about it for a minute here. The foundation is built. The loose soil that was dug out is backfilled around the foundation. The loose soil then can easily allow water to pass through and seep into your basement. And especially if you have clay soil, that's even more of an issue for homeowners. Yeah, clay is a pain because it contracts and expands so much. And it does cause a lot of those structural issues that we run into. In particular, um, block foundations um, bow in. You see that horizontal crack come in the mortar joint. That's huge, hugely caused because of uh, clay. And I could get into the whole active passive wedge thing, but essentially if you... If you take the bottom of the foundation and you draw a line up to really create a triangle without a bottom, um, that triangle, that line, the uh, it gets bigger, right, um, when it's clay. And then the sand, that wedge, right, is a lot smaller, and that indicates the amount of weight that's pushing down and against the foundation. So clay soil, to sum it up, is heavier and causes more damage. Sand soil isn't as big of a problem. So it becomes the swelling, right? Where yep. the upper floors of a home, by cracking the drywall, making the floors uneven, making doors and windows hard to open and close, are all 
potential surefire signs that we have a problem. And then on the website, and you have for us, Ben, a couple of suggestions on what we should do. And one is to monitor the foundation of the wall crack. So, for example, if it begins to spread, obviously that's a sign that the problem is not only there, but it's getting worse. Yeah, it's... uh it's it's funny eh? i mean when you have settlement in a home when it starts to sink very rarely do we go back and forth between good and not so good but when you have horizontal cracks the bowing the leaning in of a wall it's um it's one of those things it it seems to be there and then it tucks itself away and then it opens up but what you want to watch for is if you do have a basement with a horizontal crack and you have block wall it means it's going to it's going to start to bow in. So you're in stage one if it's just a crack. And it can go all the way up to stage four, which, of course, is collapse of the wall. And we've done many jobs and seen many homes right here in London when that happens. But stage three is where a lot of people are, and they don't realize the next step is collapse. And what stage three is of the wall uh, that's leaning in is called shearing. And so when you look at your unfinished basement, look at the very lowest block that you can touch. Half of it typically is covered by the floor. So it can't push in. But the course or the row of blocks above that, right, shearing means that that is pushed over. So you could take your fingers and touch the bottom of the second course of blocks, right, and it's hanging over. And and when you have shearing, that's a big problem. Um, they're harder to fix. They're more expensive to fix. And oftentimes to get the wall straight, we have to excavate the uh, exterior and then push it back that way. So don't wait. You mentioned stage three and stage four. How is it that homeowners allow that amount of time to elapse before we get the collapse? It's just our society. We just procrastinate. Everybody does it. It's from work to exercising to home maintenance. We all do it. It's, it's impossible to ignore it uh, to, or to stay away from it. But um, the, the one thing is that people have finished basements and they don't even know. They don't even know. And it's sad, Brian, how many times we see homes that are being sold and people have covered it up. Like, not only is that immoral, it's against the law. You've got to disclose problems with the house. You can't do that, right? So it's um, the structural concerns. When, I, when we deal with a lot of real estate transactions, um, I, whenever I talk to people, I say, you know, ultimately a wet basement probably won't be a deal breaker for you. But keep an eye on this and this and this. And it's all stuff that you and I talk about on air about mm-hmm. checking doors and windows that stick, cracks in the drywall, cracks in the mortar joints, mortar joints outside that are a different color. That means somebody's tried to either A, cover it up, or B, uh, honestly, just fix what they think is a cracked piece of mortar. Mm-hmm. They don't know that it's a sinking problem. But if they just take the time to look for the symptoms that you and I talk about on the radio and, more importantly, call Advanced Basement Systems and act on that, get the inspection at least, Mm -hmm. then they're that much further ahead in terms of of getting what they think they deserve in resale value for the home since they've remodeled the kitchen, they've remodeled all three bathrooms, they've done this, they've done that, they've done that, but they've failed to address and stay on top of the very foundation of that home. Yeah, and a lot of people who have lived in the home for quite some time have to remember, you know, if you bought that house as, even if it was the old paneling finished basement, okay, so you bought a two-story house with a finished basement, you're now selling a two-story house. That's it. You don't get the finished basement. I mean, when we're talking off air about that particular customer who's having that issues, they told our inspector, we've had seven people like the house and walk away because of the basement. 
I'm not making this up. It's crazy. People have, they want no part because it's, it's common knowledge now that wet basement equals mold and mold is not good. And people don't want any part in that. So it's, it's you, when you pay for it, you know, when you bought the house and you're going to sell it, <laughs> it's going to cause you so many headaches, even if you get offers. So if you know, you're going to at least stay in the house for quite some more time fix the house you know enjoy it for you and your family get the space out of it you paid for it probably when you bought the house so um but as far as the foundation goes and and, and watching and monitoring all that it, it can be tricky i can tell you we do fix a lot of houses that are to the point where they can't be saved we have to build a new foundation um but yeah it's it's definitely not common knowledge for a lot of people out there so i can understand why it's not uh getting acted on a whole lot but we're doing everything we can via stuff like this to educate the uh, public. And as a responsible homeowner, you know, check the integrity so it doesn't have to go that far and be that much more costly. The number one basement waterproofing company in southwestern Ontario should be the next place you call for all things basementy and nasty crawl spaces too. It's Advanced Basement Systems at one 488 74 News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Since 2003, Advanced Basement Systems has prided themselves in their wide variety of home solutions, each designed to repair and upgrade your basement, and they've got a lifetime warranty on that, too. We'll give you the toll-free number again at the end of the show. We've been mentioning it throughout for a reason. We encourage you to give that phone number a call. Get a free foundation and inspection estimate. And once they make the call, Ben, what's the next step? Once you make the call, you'll speak to uh, one of the girls in the office and they'll set you up and uh, with a day and time for an inspector to come out. And before he comes out, you actually get a, just a two-sided piece of paper um, with some information about our company and a little bit about the inspector too. Uh, and we get a lot of compliments on one particular portion of that, and that is it has the name, a first and last name, and a photo on that, on that little uh, piece of information of the inspector who's coming out. And they give you a call before they come out. And... Um, courtesy call to introduce themselves make sure you got the little bit of information in the mail okay and you had a chance to read through it we know a lot of our customers tell us that they appreciate that so from there they'll uh ask you some questions see what it is you'd like to have done in your home uh, i think a lot of contractors forget to do that hey you know this is their house and their money but we need to ask them you know really what it is that's going on here we're the expert they called us so let's start maybe drill a little deeper and see what it is that's going on here and uh from the questions we'll do uh see everything that you want and that you need and we'll do the inspection, and then we'll show you uh, on our laptop exactly why this is happening, what we can do about it, and uh, how much the investment will be. So when it comes to foundations, when it comes to waterproofing, most of the scenarios have played themselves out. You've been in the business that long now. But on those rare occasions where it might be something you, truly unique, you can tap into the global expertise of network to get those problems solved. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, over 400 basement systems dealers total now. And uh, wow, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see it all grow. And um, you know, we've got a really good staff. Um, we've actually got one gentleman on our team, Bilal, who's the GM of our structural division. He's actually going to be an engineer. He's going to be able to stamp, do drawings and everything for us now. So that's another in-house service, by the way, <laughs> that we're going to be offering. Mm-hmm. But we've got so many good minds on the team. i be honest with you, a lot of dealers call us. I would say, say, have you seen this? A lot of the Canadian and Ontario dealers. Well, you rate yep. it very, very high in Canada. We are. We're uh, well for our demographic. We're number one in Canada, so that's that's awesome. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you run into something, 
there's so many dealers. There's so many basement systems dealers. You know, the newest uh, the newest structural dealer has opened up in South Africa. We've got them in Ireland and England and Scotland. I mean, have you been there? Look how much rain there is, right? So it's <laughs> gonna if it works there, it's gonna work with us for sure. And um, yeah, it's raining there right now. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. But no, it's it's a great network, and you know. Um, Felicia, our new marketing coordinator, she's actually going down next week for uh, the marketing training in Connecticut. She'll meet up with probably three or four dozen other marketers throughout the network, make some connections, make some genuine friends. And and I always speak to uh, a couple friends out west. You know, what are you guys doing that seems to be working? Um, where are you finding results? Where aren't you? And, and just get some tips and, you know, lift each other up too. Sometimes it's hard to... Everybody needs to vent sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to do that to family and, and coworkers. So when you have people on the other side of the continent that know exactly what you're going through, it's a, it's a really cool relationship. And the business is that much better for the strength of its network. We're going to open it up even wider next time we're together, and that will be on May the 9th. We'll open it up and get some social media involved in our show as well. Ben, always a pleasure. We'll have you back in two. Thank you very much. And have yourself a great weekend.